welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. We love a Linktree because it gets you all the ways you can help support Block Talk. Visit linktree.com slash michaelblocktalk to click on the links. One link reveals how you can help fund our adventure to London to cover DragCon UK. Your donation might get you an exclusive Block Talk pin. How cool is that? We've got a link to Redbubble where you can purchase all of your Block Talk merchandise from t-shirts to mugs to hoodies to totes, available in a variety of styles. Another link has all the platforms you can listen to the podcast, plus links to PayPal and Buy Me a Coffee, should you feel the desire to tip a host. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Please welcome to the stage, Riga Morris. Queen of the motherfucking world has been crowned after a hard-fought season where the best track record once again did not prevail. It's time to talk all things Canada versus the world, and joining me is the official supplier of all things shiny that you wear on your body, Amped Accessories. Hello. How are you? I am I'm good. I'm actually really tired. Um, yeah. Taking a lot of flights lately, but um, I'm relaxing now, so that's the goal. That was the goal. Yeah, listeners, um, you don't get to see this, but that is not a virtual background. Um, you are actually in paradise. You are um, recording with me from uh, Tahiti. Yeah, I'm on an island called Morea, which is a half hour from Tahiti right now. So I'll be <laughs> here sacrificing for the common good of mankind i guess so listen i understand it because you are about to embark in a very very busy 2023 starting at DragCon uk where i will see you again yeah um i'm flying from here right to london um, how long of a flight is that well wait i i have a layover but it's naturally it's a, it's, it's two flights that are eight to ten hours each so oh God. um here it's, I am having a layover um, before my flight from New York to um, London. And I'm like, that's too long. Six hours is too long. I, I pee like every two hours. It's, it's yeah. Um, I, I've gotten really good at dehydrating myself and not, not drinking much before I go. And then I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, so. I'm the kind of person that when I fly, I get paranoid that I'm like, if I don't have a bottle of water with me and I need it in like an emergency on the plane, I have to have it. So I just have a lot of water and then i just drink it because i eat snacks it's bad but i'm gonna have fun i'm, I'm excited it's gonna be a good it's, time in london it's my first time yeah. in london it's gonna be great because what you what day do you get in again i so i fly out of america on the on a tuesday get in on wednesday morning i'm sleep for a little bit then i'm going to attempt to explore a little bit because there's a rail strike and i don't know how to get around oh is like the all of their like train tunnel transit stuff all like not working they're going on strike yeah uh, on the third oh. and fourth and on the sixth and seventh that's adorable that's yeah, that's so really, good luck that's that's and then kind I, of a trap yeah yeah and i believe the fifth <laughs> is the uh, bus strike <laughs> i can't wait i'm yeah. so excited but yeah all uh, of these queens mm. from this season are going to be at dragcon we're gonna get to see them all. It's 
Yeah, I actually, I have not looked that closely at the list of who's going. I know it's like 150 queens long, so there's Don't worry, a lot. I will, I will, I will let you know. I will give you a cheat sheet if you need. So <laughs> I have, I have watched officially all 11 seasons that aired in 2022, which means I've watched a grand total of 105 episodes of Drag Race this year. Hmm. I would say you have a lot of time on your hands, but because of that, you don't have a lot of time on your hands. That's exactly <laughs> true. I'm excited. It, it means that like I get to have conversations with some queens that maybe others don't want to have conversations with, but I love them all. I'm so excited. But we're here to talk about Canada versus the world. Um, I'm going to leave the disclaimer, friends, and I'm going to say it slowly because I am going to be ripping people apart. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are shown what the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that have been given the opportunity to go on television to share their craft, but they have also put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said on this podcast is for entertainment to discuss a reality television show. And I say that because I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. You can't yeah. say anything like that because um, someone's going to get to wear your gorgeous crown. But um, we're also going to talk about the mystery of where to crown be. Where was um, it? Where, what do you mean? Where Where was it? All right, we're gonna we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll I, I, maybe, the I'm there. Mm-hmm. maybe I'm oh, missing something. Maybe I'm missing something. I don't. Let's dive into it. The top four out the door. Vanity has gone home. Rita feels bad as Vanity is one of the sweetest girls she's met on a drag race competition. Now I want Rita to tell me who the not sweet girls are. That's the tea that I need to know. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about season one of Canada. There's a couple girls that I could see fitting in that bill. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel I've like been... I've ever, you, you've met all the nice queens of Canada. I like I I meet a lot of people um and honestly like my interactions are so brief with them that half the time that people like say when we're in uh Los Angeles at DragCon somebody will have already left the booth and I'm like oh right that person was on the show oh okay like I just <laughs> sometimes like there's so many of them that like you it takes you so long to process whose face is what name and then you're like I just gave up. So I'm like, cool. Like I probably could have worked with everybody, but that's fair. Most days I'm just like, cool. (laughs) Now the mirror has spoken. Vanity is gone. The girls head to the couches where they all fit this time. Rita is congratulated for her fire lip sync. Um, So now why did Rita pick Vanity to go? It was fairness being in the bottom two weeks in a row, but also Silky won her lip sync and saved her. So she wanted to give it back to Silky. Rita is a woman of her word. I like to think that I'm a woman of my word sometimes, most of the time, 95% of the time. I, I have always thought of you as a as a proper woman, yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, mostly, mostly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't listen. I don't lie, but I am very good sometimes at, like, expanding the truth, adjusting it to mm-hmm. make it work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, that, that's a homosexual trait. Yeah, like, you get, you can get pretty creative with your wording. I'm exactly. still the type, like, if I say I'm going to do something, like, I really believe that's what I should do and mm-hmm. honor that. Like, I'm, I'm very much that kind of person. 
unless somebody like really crosses me, I'm like, then I'm not going to follow through. I was like, right. No, that's I mean, I also have not been on a reality show to have this like opportunity arise to know if I would actually follow through with what I say. I would like to think of that. I would, but we'll see mm -hmm. one day. It's so why it did, is a different exactly. So. Uh, so who did Victoria choose? She picked Vanity. Um, she is still her UK sister, but the decision was made on how she would like to be judged as well. She will tell Silky that she has a better track record and she was better than the challenge. Raja will say that she respects Victoria's decision and how they all played the game. Meanwhile, I'm like, this season was a snooze fest because there was no drama. I like drama. Why are Canadians <laughs> so nice? Well, it's because we're like we we want everybody to be able to partake of our maple syrup and our poutine, and <laughs> we just we just we want everybody to be welcomed, and even if we're put out by it, like we want them to be welcomed and. Yes, that's we're fair. Just, that's we're fair. <laughs> Have you ever bejeweled a maple syrup bottle? No, but there. Hey, there's a first time for everything. There is a first time I, for everything. I did. I did jewel a hot dog scepter. You sure so did. There, which, uh, looking back when I started amped, never would have thought that would be a thing, but it right? was. <laughs> Now, Raja says this was not a cutthroat season. It was about sisterhood and the world coming together, which I says is a yawn. The top four revel in their glory as the finalists, but the game is on. Bitch, Raja is about to work. And this is episode all about Raja. It's a new day and Silky and Raja walk into the workroom chanting USA. And I have to think, oh, this is a setup. It is Canada versus the UK versus the USA squared. Now, Rita will sing Oh Canada. And I still don't know any words beyond the title, those two words. Um, what what is what is what's your national anthem about? Uh, just basically saying like this is our our home. I haven't sang the national anthem in a long time, so I would have to literally. If someone asked it. me what my our national anthem was about, I'd be like, I don't know. I just know the words. What does it mean? G guns and things. Literally, it was, it was during a battle. That's how it was written. Whatever. Yeah. Now, Victoria will remind the table and all of us at home that she has been in the top three times and has never been in the bottom. So why do the season um, this way if it all comes down to taste level and lip sync? I don't know, but we'll get to it. Now, Raj and Silky and Rita are in their second finale in their drag race careers. We're going to get the alarm to sound for one last room message where it's their last chance to prove to the world um, that they are the chick. Uh, Tracy arrives in a fabulous look. Um, she is serving it harder than some of the queens did this season. She's very fashion forward. Mm, her hair game was like real, like really on this year. Mm -hmm. Well, I get not um, that it wasn't before. She she had some she had some good units on her head this year. Have you ever gotten <laughs> to um, do any jewels for her yet? No, I've actually I've never met her. We've never chatted, but we we need to give, get her some bling bling for the ears. It's and this is just my perspective. This is not this is not necessarily factual. It's just kind of what I'm thinking is everybody kind of already has their connections and people they know going into the show in mm -hmm. whatever shape and form that they're involved. Uh, so I think that they just naturally just pull from those people, and which hey, like I I'm very open to anybody coming to us and wanting to get sparkly stuff. But yeah, we 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 should get you. We should, we need to get Brad Goreski to wear something really cool, and then he'd be like, oh my god, I need to get all my clients to wear this, and then they're going to be on the red carpet at the Oscars, and boom, you win. 
Yeah, I'll just I'll just send him like 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 you know like in like Princess Diaries where she gets the new closet or Princess Diaries two, um, mm-hmm. um, where like then she presses the button and all the drawers come up with all like all the jewelry. Yep, that's it. That's it. That's, we need that moment. And hey, halfway, I mean, isn't that technically what you did last season with um, all the jewels you supplied? Isn't that how they found out which jewels they wanted to wear for that challenge? I on, honestly, I don't know. Um, that's my fan we, fiction. We did, we did, we did a bunch, and I don't know how it was dispersed. I don't know how it was selected. We just we sent variety, and like in my in my mind, that's what happened. They had like just a wall of jewelry. And I love that idea. They just walked up and be like, "Yes, you spoke to me." <laughs> now Tracy's going to remind them that one of them will be crowned queen of the motherfucking world and prance away with one hundred thousand dollars. Is that in Canadian dollars, American dollars, or pounds? Oh, Canadian tire money, probably. So if you're an American, you don't want to win this prize. It's less it's less money. Yeah, well, with I guess conversion, it's probably about sixty-eight to seventy-two thousand dollars. Canadian like Hey, wow. it's better than a kick in the face. It's hey, a, it is. It it's is. true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> now, to celebrate their world domination, they will be throwing down in the ultimate lip sync smackdown for the crown. Do you like this format or would you prefer like a final challenge? I don't know. Like I, I like it. And I also like where they have to like have a challenge for it. Like I, I, I like too. both. It's yeah. just they they both they both work. Yeah. So on the main stage, the category is Coronation Eleganza Extravaganza. Um now before we get to that though, we have a photo shoot that will spread their drag magic across the cosmos. We head to the photo shoot set to see drag queen known as Lime. I'm sorry, wait, wait, sorry. That's not Lemon Sister. It is All Stars 4 winner Monet Exchange in a fabulous Lime suit, which I wish I could pull off. I can't pull that off. She looked great. Yeah, she's, she, well, she, she's making those, those real queen dollars now, so she can, she, she can get all the things and all the stuff, so. But Monet, we, we, we do love her. But why of all the people in the mother talking world was she the ambassador to these queens in this moment? We've had the, the winners of the previous seasons in the regular season of Canada do the photo shoot with the queens. This is a verse the world season. So why not fly out like blue hydrangea since she won UK versus the world? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like they're flying people in from other countries. So it's, it is very right. possible. I mean, it's very possible that she was on tour during the filming, so she may not have been able to. It just felt like money was just a random selection. I mean, I would have picked like Michelle Visage, if anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I guess there's a lot of people that could have done it. Um, maybe the... I don't know. Maybe Monet owed Brooklyn a favor. It, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, drag queens, we don't know what they do behind closed doors. Hey, there's only what 45, 50 winners a year. So, like, they just roll and like, we'll bring them. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> now, first up, we have Raja O'Hara joining Monet for a little chat about before the shoot. Uh, also, Raja wearing all silver, and it was very cosmo- cosmic look. I'm sure they were told, look, bring a look that looked very cosmo um, space realness. Now, Monet will remind her that making it to the finale is a familiar feeling for her. Roger says she loves the game, but when you get there, the interceptor arrives, saying it's not your time, but she brushed her away this time. Roger learned that her words actually do have power, as when you speak great things into your life, you succeed. The only time she was in the bottom was when she told herself that she was not good for the challenge. 
Um, so if I speak things into existence, is it possible? So if I say I want to be a billionaire, is it going to happen? I, I guess who I guess who who are you saying it to when you when you're speaking it? The gods of Tahiti. Mm, no, no, that might not work yeah, then. No, it's okay. It's okay. Well, I no. tried it. Tried it. <laughs> um, Raja says that winning means hard work emotionally and spiritually is in the final stitch. Monet says if she goes in with that in her heart, she has it in the bag. We're gonna watch Raja get on her lipstick and give a pretty solid photo shoot. She knows how to work her body on the camera very well. Um, Raja tells us that she thought her moment was on All Stars, but she wasn't ready. This time she's absolutely ready. This is her time. But I gotta say, when Monet is like, the lipstick is gonna start moving like a bull, I low key believed her. I wanted that thing to start like <laughs> fucking like a Bronco. Oh, I, I wish they would have, she would have said that to all four of them. And then the reaction that would have, like, Silky would have gotten off of it and said, fuck you, gone. I'm not doing it. Um, now, and, now you're that, you're from the prairie. Have you ever been on a mechanical bull? No, but I've seen many a drunk straight girls try to do it. Oh my god, isn't that the best? Watching them just oh, fall and fly. It is amazing because they walk because they're so wasted and they walk up like a newborn giraffe trying to get <laughs> on in the first place, and then they try to stay on. Yeah, it is. Oh, it. It's are are there a lot of like mind. cowboy bars in Calgary? There's a few, but I I can't say that I've gone to any recently. So yeah, I don't I'm I'm sure there is one somewhere. It would be kind of odd if we didn't have one with a mechanical bull in it, but yeah, that checks out. Next up, Victoria looking like a space babe joining my name. Uh, and she's feeling pretty amazing. She feels like everything is new as it is. She believes that she has proven herself more than she thought she could. Drag, mate, drag race made her feel imposter syndrome as a cis woman in male-dominated environment. Monet will tell her that people don't understand the power that drag has and how it can be revealing to oneself. And as Victoria says, it's amazing. She has learned that she doesn't need the approval and the adoration of others. Meanwhile, I'm like, no, I do need it. Like every fucking second of the day, please admire me. I just want to like on social media. It doesn't happen often. Just, 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 just click it. Just, just, just make, just give me that heart. Come on. Just a double tap. Just go, dude. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Yeah. For her, winning would mean utter validation. Now, not that she needs it, but she will shut up all the people who don't think she should be there. Her shoot, though, was pretty solid. I think she slayed the lipstick despite sliding a little bit, uh, which would totally be me. If, I, I, if they told me to go like lay on there, I would just slide right off. They should have just greased it right up, and then <laughs> it's so interesting because this is like a, a the, like the first challenge to, um, like you would have on like the early seasons of Drag Race when you would see them like in a weird position on a weird item or something. But hey, it's, leave it for the end for All Stars. Yeah, well, I'm I, like if they had done the mechanical bull thing, that would f go like full circle back to like season two where they're getting blown on the cannon. Mm -hmm. Like that would been like full circle then for absolutely me. oh so good they did do a mechanical bull in drag race espana season one which was so good so good because for me I, i'm a low-key like opera fan and they were playing armin as the underscoring and i was like this is the campiest thing i've ever seen on drag race give me more of this but don't ever put me on a mechanical bull i would fail miserably 
That's well, that'll be the our mission when you come visit Canada. We will find okay. one. I'm here yeah, for and, it. And we will get you white girl. We will get you white girl wasted. Just it'll Bot be good. crayons, vodka crayons, lots of them. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Now, Victoria is the queen for everyone and represents a vast array of people, but most of all, she's a fucking good drag queen. What is the drag scene like for AFAB performers in Canada? I would say it's getting, it's definitely getting bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this is coming from my perspective, and I don't go out because I'd I, I be busy. Um, yeah. So, um, so that's why when I do go to a show, I really appreciate it because it's not like all day, every day for me anymore. But mm-hmm. I, just from what I've been seeing through like who's tagging who and social media stuff, I'm I'm seeing that there's definitely a a bigger um, demand for it. There's a bigger group of them coming forward with it. And um, same with like it. drag king. It's like it's it's all very much like because drag is getting pushed so far. It's all it's pulling everybody with it. I love so. it. We love to see it. Now we have Rita Vega joining Monet, and we learned that they have met years ago. Um, and again, she says another sweetheart. Also, Rita coming in wearing purple as the leader of an alien planet checks out. That wig she was wearing was wild. I want to know where she got that one. She she had some good hairs this year. Mm-hmm. She sure did. Like, now, Rita is the only Canadian left in the competition. She hoped that she would be the last one standing, as it's a big deal. She said she wanted to be wanted this to be her time, um, but it was harder than expected. She wanted to find her place and wanted people to know her. And Monet was like, I know a thing or two about winning Drag Race. Would you like to ask me a question? And I was like, oh, wow. This is the Monet Exchange. Look at me. I win things category time. Um, did, did, you, did you know that Monet Exchange beat me twice already in the Glam Awards for Best Podcast? No, I haven't heard you talk about that at all leading up to the awards coming up. Yeah, no, no, one, no one's ever heard me say that. <laughs> uh, rumor has it she doesn't even know that she won. That's how much she oh. doesn't care about it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, Rita will ask what she was, what, what her head was at like during the last challenge. And she said for her, it wasn't doing it for the fans or her mama or RuPaul. As long as she walked away feeling strong and proud, that's all that mattered. She tells her to do it for her. And we're going to jump to this photo shoot and the alien actress is showing why she's so stupid and crazy. Are all French Canadians stupid and crazy and wild like Rita Vega? Hmm. There's there's definitely some out there that are just they just go and they just they just do it no filter yeah I can appreciate it now Silky is the last one to arrive and she is like a space baked potato uh, that coat was insane Monet, Monet is going to congratulate her on getting to the final four again and she says that this is where she belongs Silky says she has shown a lot of different sides of herself and she says that to get Brooklyn to crown her she is going to go back to what Silky was known. Good entertainment, beautiful garments. That's all she got. She feels like she belongs there and the world will root for her to win. I was like, no, Silky, you don't want to go back to what we saw. That was when no one liked you. No, Silky, we're we're making progress here. This season was good for you. Monet will ask her if there was a time that she ever felt like she didn't belong in drag or in the fandom. And Silky will reveal that she almost quit drag after season 11. She was getting burnt out, but the pandemic was a blessing for her. She took the time to reinvent herself. Was the pandemic a moment for you to reset as well? I think everybody in some shape or form, like it affected everyone. But I think 
there's there's kind of some some people that they actually took that obviously it was painful to do the process but step back and actually yeah. see what am i doing and is this effective yeah and kind of reevaluate how you do things like i definitely i shifted gears in my business a lot with that Same. just kind of try to figure re-navigate it and as much as people hate it it is called the new normal like this is our new normal right. so now what we're doing it is what it is so um, i mean for for me it really was a great opportunity for me to expand the podcast in a way that i wouldn't have tried to do maybe before because i could only do into uh, do interviews that were done through zoom but it allowed me to meet and talk to new people otherwise i was always going to try to do in person and i wouldn't have had the um outreach that i do now mm -hmm. so it worked yeah it's, so there's if you like i think there's there's definitely good and bad to the technology side of everything which and is the worst part i hate it i hate it it makes me stress out because i'm always like i'm gonna lose connection i'm gonna lose connection <laughs> <laughs> but you can only do so much that's true <laughs> As Fantasia says, you have to lose to win, and she has lost, 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 but Silky is resilient and a perseverer. Silky was going to get on lipstick, and you can see her holding on for dear life, but she's going to give you that Silky finger. That's going to be her new trademark. I guarantee you everyone who's going to see her at DragCon is just going to walk up with a finger. It's, Hopefully that's it's be the right her, finger. It's, 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 going to be, it's going to be on her tank tops and t-shirts. I hope so. It is the last day in the workroom, and when Victoria says it was Coronation Day, I still held out hope that she might be our champion. And then when she says that she did the best in the Max Challenge, but ultimately, the final decision is down to Lip Sync SmackDown, I lost all hope. Why would they keep that in if they didn't need a reason to understand, like, why she didn't win? Ugh, I hate this show, and I'm going to stop watching. Not really, I'm going to keep watching. <laughs> yeah. One of them is going to be $100,000 richer, and I would like to know what that feeling is about, but... um. I got to get on some show to get me $100,000. I don't like there's this new show called The Traders. Maybe that's what I should be on. I'm, I'm pretty good at lying and, and deceiving and figuring out who else is lying and deceiving. Or I can do Big Brother. I'll figure so, out. Yeah, and, and really, you just go on and just do whatever you want, really. Yeah, exactly. You'll I get be you'll, a star. Whether you win or not, you're going to gain that gain that audience in some shape or form. And exactly. There you go. Yeah, problem solved. Just get on reality TV. That makes everything there better. There it is. Rita <laughs> is excited for the lip sync smackdowns. And Victoria is fine lip syncing against anyone, but she has her eye on Rita as she beat her in the lip sync and she would like a rematch. And I was like, I would like a rematch too because I think you could actually win. Silky thinks that Rita is a good lip syncer, but will call her out for that first lip sync as she didn't know what she was doing. Which, I mean, same. That was a performance that I guess you only get in um, Quebec and Montreal. It was something. Yeah, it's, I need to go to um, like a uh, drag show in Quebec. I'm like, I I've been there. Like I've been there, just never seen a show. Like mm -hmm. it's just, just from my perspective, it's like this little bubble of drag off on itself and on its own. Yeah, and I I really want to see it. I just haven't had the chance to. Yeah. Now after Rita redeemed herself in the second lip sync, um, Silky doesn't know what she's gonna get from Rita. But Roger says she doesn't care who she goes up against. As she feels it's going to be a great battle no matter what. But Victoria thinks it will be interesting to see Raja and Silky lip sync against each other. And when she said those words, the producer's like, why, yes, it would be. That would be a television moment. Noted. That is what we shall do. 
Raja says that it would be a Venus versus Serena match if the two of them go up against one another. Silky is like the lip sync guru and Raja is the lip sync assassin who will prevail. We'll get to it. Would you rather be a lip sync guru or a lip sync assassin? I don't want to perform at all. So, <laughs> well, you'll, you have your, your yearly performance. I, yeah, I do. I do drag once a year when somebody just really, really just sweet talks to me really bad. They're like, and it's for charity and it'll help the children and they don't have indoor plumbing. And like, <laughs> they, they really milk it. And I'm like, no, I, I know, I know that's not what it's for, but you can play that card and try. <laughs> so you're just a lip sync doer. I'm just, I just kind of roll around like a walrus in heat on stage. That's kind of my drag. Yeah. Hey, that's camp. Yeah. I'm here for it. Now, it's the visual. There you go. <laughs> as the Queen's Paint, Rita will ask them how they found the Canadian environment, and Victoria will say that the Canadian mindset has rubbed off on them all, and she has fallen in love with Canada. So basically, that's why there was no drama. They were all just too damn nice. Raja says she loved the workroom experience and felt so seen there. Silky agrees and says that there was a spirit of peace and felt she could be herself. Raja will point out that meeting the Prime Minister shows a level in, of inclusivity and a tolerance from Canada. What was that like for you to see uh, your prime minister on TV? I think despite, I, I, I'm, not the, I'm not a political person, despite mm-hmm. people's opinions, like, oh, he should have done it, shouldn't have done it. You're not gonna make everybody happy. I think it was great. Yeah. Because in general, like, who, what world leader has ever done that? Like, we've had, we've had, like, other, like, different, like, activists and politicians on there, mm-hmm. but not, like, actual, like, world leader of a country. Literally. Despite your feelings of who the person is. Like I, I they, agree. I think it was a very important moment, no matter what. Yeah. And I think it bothers me when people they see that happen. They're like, oh, well, there was a hidden agenda with it. And this I'm like, why can't we just take this face value? He was physically exactly. there doing it. He did the thing. Check. Done. Like exactly. it is what it is. So <laughs> now Victoria wants to play the first impression game. Um, that never ends well. Um, but you know what? For TV, let's do it. First, Victoria will tell Rita that she was very pleased that there was a camp camp queen or bastard drag, as they call it in the UK. She's a camp cow. She's one of her. They have formed a lovely bond. Raja didn't know what to think of Rita, but after getting to know her, she has grown to love her heart and says she's an amazing queen. And Silka remembers Rita being a fan favorite of the show and says she is the matriarch of, for, of drag for Canada. She felt close to her as they were kindred spirits. Now, obviously, you worked um, with Rita this season and, and before. Um, is she um, uh, one of the matriarchs of the drag scene? Is she a staple in Canada? Uh, honestly, and like I don't want this to be interpreted the wrong way, but because she's from Montreal, Quebec, and they're in their own little bubble. Gotcha. Until the show, I didn't know who she was. That's fair. So, but that's like anybody that comes from there. I was like, oh, that's amazing. Like they're, and they're all very talented, mm-hmm. but I would like, I knowing who she is now, like she's definitely like got her place in that community for sure. Absolutely. Raja would tell Victoria that she was excited to see what she was going to bring and get to know her and compete alongside her. She says she has let her cunt hang out. Rita tells Victoria that they stood by each other's side, and when she laughed, Rita knew she was going to like this one. She thought she was reserved at first, but she says she's the most hilarious one in the room. She was not wrong about her in a good way. Now, Rita says that when they saw Raj and Silky, they thought they were in trouble. 
She says that Raja is exactly as seen on TV and will point out Raja's laugh that she asked the editors to add in. Uh, Raja does have a very interesting laugh. It's very, very, very neat. Very distinct, yes. <laughs> Raja says her first impersonation of Silk, impression of Silky years ago. She says that Silky was one of the first people to say hey to her and then her earring got stuck in her wig. They've been attached ever since. They have a special bond. And I was like, Oh my God, I remember that moment. I remember being that being the moment that I was like, oh my God, Roger O'Hare is terrible. And nothing has changed my mind. <laughs> it's it's funny that they like they remember those those random things. I'm like, oh, they find symbolism in it. Cool. Literally. Cool. is gonna get emotional as she shares that it's rare that you get to walk through life with someone who knows their experience and can truly speak to who we are as people. They're gonna hug it out. And Silky says that after knowing Roger for four years, nothing has changed. Same ho, different day. She is grateful and thankful to share this moment with her sister. It's all lovey-dovey, but the battle is on. It's time for a smackdown. If you were on this show with someone you were very close with, would that be a positive or negative in your eyes? Uh, I think there, yeah, there's, there's pros and cons to both. I think initially it would give you some sort of sense of comfort because you're going in and not knowing anybody mm-hmm. and that can be good whether you're like super close with them or not but it's like it's just a level of comfort but then it's kind of awkward because you are competing against them and some people just right. don't know how to compete and take their personal feelings out of it and that's how i would be i i would be like on competition mode and i would like not be not i wouldn't be sure how to handle myself because i would want to say yes i'm going to be competitive but i know morally there is a friendship outside of the game and i would need to preserve that first so i would probably get whatever mm-hmm. show i'm on i would lose it just for that reason but someone else mm-hmm. we're going to bring it to the runway as our hostess brooklyn heights is green with envy she looked like a goddess she looked very good i love that hair she was wearing she, she had again she had some good hairs this year we have Tracy Mosher, Brad Goreski, and Monet Exchange, who killed a cheetah in order to get that suit. An entire cheetah was skinned for that suit. Mm-hmm. Yep, including the tail. Why do drag queens who guest judge on Canada's Drag Race not get to wear drag on the panel? This is now the third straight time. Fourth time. Sorry, fourth time. Maybe they just don't want to. Maybe. I don't know. Because like, we, we, we've had Vanjie, who didn't wear drag. We had Priyanka and Jimbo and Noel Monet. Is, is Brooklyn mm. like, no, I am the drag queen here. It's my throne, my kingdom. <laughs> I have no idea. Someone's going to let us know. We've got to find out. Yeah, anyway. Let's, let's, ask, let's, let's ask like the janitor crew or something. They, they might. Yeah, I'm sure they would know. Yeah. yeah. Category is Coronation Eleganza Extravaganza, and in honor of this runway and the return of all our queens, we will play Queen of the World or Queen of the Local Gig. <laughs> Starting off with Kendall Gender, look by Bunny B. Fly, hair by Abaya Mirage, um, who I believe is a calorie queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does. I don't have any of her hair, but I, and I sort of don't know exactly what she does, but I know she's Put hair on a lot of people. So mm-hmm. now we love when look becomes so iconic that we know who the designer is and they're every queen who's worn a version of it. Um, I think it's a really different look for Kendall. I think the styling is a bit off. She's serving you scorpion, but completely lose her face because of where the claws hit her face. 
Um, I personally would have gone for like a jet black hair rather than like blonde to really like make it pop more. But hey, she's feeling like like a boss ass bitch in this look, so you gotta compliment her that way. What do you think? Um, I my my thing now is I just cannot stand that everything is a version of a bodysuit now. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just like I can appreciate that like that there's a lot of craftsmanship in it. I can appreciate that. I'm just tired of bodysuits because yeah. that's all anything is now. So because yeah. this this was um Bunny We Fly, who also was a contestant on Drag Race Thailand. She did the look for Jam for her promo look. So it's the same inspiration, um, same feel. Um, I'm gonna give it a very soft queen of the world. I'm sure it's it's not, it does it's not a bad look, it's just I can't stand a bodysuit anymore. So <laughs> that's fair. The audience 58% queen of the world, 42% queen of the local gig. Next She's up is Stephanie Prince. <laughs> look by Patrick Isarana, hair by Drag Daddy Wigs, nails by Nail by Indigo. Um, I love this homage to the Philippines. It's traditional and beautiful, and she needs to be on the Philippines edition of the show ASAP. Um, again, very beautiful and a great for a crowning look that she unfortunately will not be crowned in because she's eliminated. What did you think? There's a, like a lot of crazy detail in here. Like I, I just knowing how I stone stuff, and then seeing outfits that are like fully pearled and I, know, like, right? I can. There's some. There's some craftsmanship in this. Absolutely. It, that that is not a like it. Whether it's off the rack or not, I don't know. But the the detailing on there is definitely done after the fact, for sure. So Yeah, so um, on appreciate- Drag Race Philippines, one of the runways this year was Pearls. Uh, and this is definitely very Philippine, Filipina. Filipina. Um, so this was really, really beautiful. Um, I'll give it a Queen of the World. I really liked it. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Audience, 88% Queen of the World. 12% queen of the local gig. I still have a lot of stoning for my drag con look. I hope I get to finish it. I'm sure I'm going to, but um, you're going to love it. You should, you should get on that. Not, not that we have like, that we're working together on that for anything, but oh no, not that look. No, 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 no. My drag con look, my drag con I... look is, um, it's homage to your country, actually. Oh, yo, you told me about this. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm so excited. Next up is Anita Wiglet. Look by Carrie Trent Ranigu. Hair by Clutching at Curls. I adore the colors so much. The mint and purple play off one another so well. It's very old-fashioned, yet very high camp drag. The blonde updo is delightful. This is who Anita Wiglet is to me, and I'm glad she got this moment to shine like she did. Yeah, it's, I, like, she's got the, the kind of like campy glamour yeah. connection going, which doesn't always come through sometimes when we saw her but it's like this is like i can appreciate this because it's like it's got the gown it's got the cape it's got all the things it's i can appreciate that and it's a gorgeous color mm-hmm. it's it's not what a color you see like you see the dark purple a lot but you don't mm-hmm. see this color like the yeah. the mint green i'm obsessed with it um i'm absolutely giving it a coin of the world yeah she's she's got a vote for me yeah it's good you audience people, you hate camp. 52% queen of the world, 48% queen of the local gig. I don't know what's going on with y'all, but that's fine. It's fine. Mm. Next up is Isis Couture. No designers listed. It's kind of the inverse of her crowning look from season two. 
Um, I wish she was able to perform in her best because she is always serving. Um, it's like a cockroach bird who will survive the zombie apocalypse. That's what I'm going to call this. Mm-hmm. I'm just checking this out again. Like, I just, I love that, like, there's this giant, like, bow over the shoulders that's, like, it's just, like, it works, but it's so different. Yeah. And, like, we we know that all that feathering, oh, that was done by hand. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I, um, I and, do and black is hard to do on camera, but it's you can still see the detail of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, because there's... There's some people that they would do, and they would just like throw the feathers on. Like this, every feather is in the right direction. Like right. there, this was this is very thought out. I will give it an absolute queen of the world. Yes. Audience: ninety-three percent queen of the world, seven percent queen of the local gig. Next up, we have Vanity Milan. No designers listed. She wore blue a lot this season, which is, I guess, a complementary color of orange, which she wore a lot in her original season. I mm. don't personally love the single shoulder asymmetry. I would have loved to see this off the shoulder on both sides, but there is so much detailing on the top half of the look that I needed some sort of bling or something like maybe a sparklier material on the bottom. But I will say that hair is right. Um, I know we've discussed the stoned wigs before, but Jesus, I love this one. It's yeah, it's like it's a lot of the stone wings that at least I've seen are just like single color, but that they put like the color into the hair and then stoned it. Mm -hmm. Like there was like, it's just, it, it's cute. I like the hair. I personally, I cannot stand an, like a one shoulder or asymmetry and then throwing a necklace in the center. I can't Agreed. Agreed. Cause it just, it, it, it kind of ruins the lines you're making. Mm -hmm. It's like, Unless you did like one shoulder and there's like a little like keyhole like cut out between the boobs and then like there's a pendant necklace hanging in there like yeah. that I can gonna see but no. So I, which I, would I you do? Would you do um, asymmetry, no necklace, or necklace and both off the shoulder? Um, I just like I the way it is now. I wouldn't do that. like I would. I think if, if she lost the necklace, that would change the entire like openness up completely for me. And I would yeah. be like that much more into it. Like I love the look. It's just the necklace throws me off. Yeah. So I'll give it a soft queen of the world. Yeah, that's, that's about where I'm at too. Audience not in love with it. 58% queen of the world, 42% queen of the local gig. Next is Silky, not Meganosh. No designers listed, but as I say, come on, ring toss. Um, I think what she will wear into the workroom was the right hair for this look. This was just a shock look hair. Um, I thought it was going to fall the entire time. I also want to know how the hell she got it there. That being said, the gown is stunning. Yellow is a beautiful color for her. Um, she's kind of giving me Powerline from the Goofy, Goof, Goofy movie. Um, but I don't know. It, she, this color is just beautiful. Yeah, I, I like the color, but was it um, was it when Ste it was early in the season when Stephanie had the the thing on her head and everybody's mm -hmm. like it's gonna fall off? That's yeah. how I was feeling with this. Absolutely, but I don't think they I don't think they said anything about that on this critique. Nothing, nothing. Which I was like, huh? It's it's giving me very like because I just watched the Grinch's Soul Christmas very much like <laughs> who built, like sculpted hair. Uh -huh. um, 
who's the who's the Madonna impersonator? Um, from Phoenix? a few the no Venus Light. Maybe I she think so. was, yeah, where she like her sculpted hair looked like that. Like yeah. where they had the holiday challenge. Right, 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 right. Oh, Tracy says she has a star in her coming to Canada. Being on the versus stage has allowed her the opportunity to step into her spotlight. Brad says that she, he is happy to see her shine as she is so magnetic. He says she saved the best for last as this look is iconic. Monet says that the look is marvelous and incredible. And Brooklyn says she loves seeing Silky in a gown and it's when she's at her best. She loves when she adds her little extra something something on top. I'll give this a queen of the world with the other hair. Yeah, lo- like lose this hair. Like it's it's trying to be. She's always talking about how glamorous she is with the gowns and stuff. But then the mm-hmm. hair is like that's not that's not glamour to me. That's just like shock value. Yeah. So yeah, it's like it's it's a soft tube. The audience seventy four percent queen of the world, twenty six percent queen of the local gig. Next up is Raj O'Hara. This is so boring to me. The purples do not match. The burgundy and the purple in the hair are two different families. I just cannot believe she said, I'm going to be crowned in this satin with no bling. How dare you? She didn't have bracelets on. Give me something. I mean, the earrings are great. Match it somewhere else. Yeah. And and she's she loves a big earring. Like, And mm-hmm. I would have liked to see the earring a bit smaller because it's like, I'm all the proportions. I like, just so it's all kind of balanced out. But the color of the hair throws me off with the fabric because they don't match. Like I get yeah. what she's going for. I, I, I love a good flowy like moment, like lots of excessive fabric. And I, I like that concept, but it's like, it needs like a, like a punch of something like, like amp the, that purple up a bit. Like if the, if the fabric was like the color of her hair, I would have been all over that. Cause it's like nice I and rich. Agree. And like, I agree. Really like fuller. Yeah. My problem is, this is your third time on the show, and this is going to be your finale for the third time. Step it up. Brad says she is the runway assassin. Every time she comes out, it's electric. He says that she is a powerhouse for coming out looks that she designed. Monet says that the way that she commanded the runway, she could put a tissue on her titty and still be into it. She says she is magnetic and dynamic. Tracy says she's a queen amongst queens, and she represents Black excellence. She says every time she comes out on the runway, she has to look to make sure she's not in a dolly because she glides. Brooklyn says she has had the pleasure of saying she has been there since the beginning of her drag race journey. Hashtag rigged. She says she has opened up and blossomed so much. I'm a hater. It's a queen of the local gig. I don't like it. Yeah, it's it's not bad. And given we don't know like how draining it is to come, come up with all these looks like this, which that can be a lot. So, like, better than that, like, I like the flowiness. I like the overall. I just, like, would have seen, like, toned down the earring, tweak the color of the fabric a bit. Or maybe she just bought the entire bolt of fabric and she's just doing every <laughs> outfit in the fabric. I don't know. Right. <laughs> the audience, fine. You like it. 77% queen of the world, 23% queen of the local gig. Next, we have Victoria Scone, crowned by, crown structure by Victoria Scone. Corset by Misty Couture, bodysuit by Marmalade, hair by Dan W. Chapman, jewels by Bling 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 UK. Um, Bombay was like, fuck my drag. This is how you do a coronation look. 
I think she gave you camp and regalness. And most importantly, she gave you drag. There is not a flaw to be seen in this look. What did you think of the crown? I, I Overall, like, I think it's all very like cohesive. And if she took like the crown structure off the bottom half, she could actually wear that outfit as an outfit in itself. Absolutely. Too. So like, I like that because it's like there's, it's very thought out. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of stuff going on here, but it's like it's not in your like it's in your face, but it's not in your face. Tracy like, says, how, yeah, go how, ahead. Did get how did she get that there? I don't know. I that's the thing that I always want to know. Some of these new looks that these queens bring, I'm like, how the fuck did you get that there? Magic? Yeah. Tracy says she is forever impressed by her. She says she started off a little bit quiet and reserved, but once she found her footing, there was no stopping her. Monet says what she loves about her the most is that she's allowing herself to take up space because she belongs here and deserves to be there. She says the look is so cool and wonders who stole it from her car, but then she realized it was a crown. Brooklyn says she does drag better than 95% of cisgender men. Brooklyn also says she gives dress for the job you want a whole new meaning. Brad says her season was cut short and they got a taste of Victoria's Gone. Now they're going to go and get the full meal and really enjoy it. Brad asks if there's if she's trying to tell something, tell them something. And Victoria says she would like to sit on someone's face. <laughs> oh, lesbians. Um, this look is yeah. brilliant. It is absolutely a queen of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like it. Audience 93% queen of the world, 7% queen of the local gig. And finally, we have Rita Vega, look by Daniel Serrera, hair by Stefan Scott de Cesar, and jewels by Amped Accessories. Now, I got to just ask you before I dive into it. Um, when you go into those close-ups, those jewels all over the look, look like they match. Are they yours? The, the earrings are ours. All the, the rings are ours. Not the um, jewels like that are actually physically on the body. Uh, it looks like, well, unless I'm missing it, it just looks like, like they stoned it with stones. But Gotcha. Maybe not, but now that we did the earrings and the rings for all that. I think this is a daring look and it worked for her. I love the silver and that shell dress. It's the alien queen that we deserved on season one. There is so much sparkle and shine in all the right places. The only thing this look is missing is a literal crown. And she has one that matches it. I bet she does. You know, like it's just so. This is so unique. I was waiting for this moment from her this season. This is so well mm-hmm. done. the The only thing I would like, because there's so much structure in like the skirt part and the the shoulders, is like if her if her waist was like tucked in like a tiny bit, just to accentuate That's that fair. just a tiny bit more. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's already so accentuated that it's ballooning out that I'm like, hey, maybe she just wants to be comfortable. So, <laughs> hey, dragon comfort? No, no way. That's is that allowed? No, no, no way. <laughs> Brooklyn says she has seen a real glow up as she is more polished and she is proud of how well she's done. She says she doesn't try to fit the challenge; she makes the challenge fit her, as she knows exactly what she does. She takes the work seriously, but she doesn't take herself seriously. Brad says every single week they've seen her up the ante for herself. He says she looks beautiful and watching her versatility has been incredible. Tracy says she is a consummate professional who understands what it takes to captivate and hold an audience. And Monet says that she has been queen through her original season and now that other queens look up to. People love her and love who she is. Absolutely a queen of the world. 
Yeah, 100%. Audience, 75% Queen of the World, 25% Queen of the Local Gig. Now, Brooklyn will show the final four photos to themselves from the photo shoot and allow them to react to their journey. Uh, this is their version of the, um, what would you say to your younger self? Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever practiced what you would say to your younger self if, if RuPaul just showed a picture of you? Ran no, I had, a mullet. I had a mullet when I was little and we don't need to relive that. Oh my no. God, so did I. I, tell, I told my <laughs> parents every time I saw the photo, I said, fuck you for doing that to me. Yeah, it's I. I literally that is the like one of the few class pictures I remember, and it's just wow. I had a it mullet was, in one. I had a bowl cut in a couple. I was like, what were the trends? Why were you doing this to my head? It was terrible. I hated it so much. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that, Silky's going to start us off that her journey is a joy to compete. As just four years ago, she was not sure she wasn't going to win season 11 and walked in just to be, look beautiful she says to be back there means more than anything as she feels like she truly belongs and she has been encouraged she is there with her sister the girl who helped her pull it back together she and roger are gonna hug and says that they are tears of joy and that the show taught her how to cry on fucking tv that's a good lesson how learning how to cry on tv and not be embarrassed by it mm-hmm. that's a life skill everybody needs absolutely Raja says, looking at her picture reminds her of her experience on season 11 as she walked out and her closing statement was to the moon. So this is a full circle moment. She says her journey started off a little bit rocky as she came into the game, not knowing who she was, but knowing she wanted to play the game so bad. She got a little bit of truth thrown in her face and she got to watch that truth and internalize it and look at herself and say, that's not really who we are. She did work on herself. She prayed and had sisters that encouraged her and then had to encourage herself. She came back to All-Star 6 and came in herself authentically. She says it wasn't her time. She was proud of her journey on All-Star 6, but she's prouder of her journey here, as this feels like the final stitch of the beautiful garment that she's been building and creating through the journey. She stands before them, a purple queen. It was a good closing statement. It felt very um, pageanty, which makes sense as she has a pageant background. Mm-hmm. Did I have yeah, very- any emotion toward it? No. Yeah, I'm terrible. I am terrible. You you have no feelings towards any no, of them. This is an entertainment podcast. What I say is for entertainment purposes. Yeah. Listen, I if I get to talk to Raja at DragCon, I will say I appreciate her drag. I love her drag. She is a divisive character, and she knows it. She's she has been since season eleven. I think that's why this journey was really fascinating to see someone who, in their original season was a villain become a winner? We don't see that on Drag Race. Yeah, I guess she, yeah, I guess she kind of was like in her season. She was the yeah. anta- antagonist the entire time. But mm. hey, yeah, gotta break the mold. Mm. Victoria there says throughout her whole career, she walks into a room and immediately thinks she is unwanted or feels like she shouldn't belong, but didn't feel that in this competition with these girls. She says she has learned so much about herself. She says, you tell yourself you don't need other people's approval, but here they are in a competition. She has given herself permission to have her own approval and will never walk into a room and wonder if she's wanted or wonder if she's considered worthy as she is a fucking good drag queen. She says when she left her previous season, she thought she let down the whole world as well as herself. And she stands there so happy of what she's done and wouldn't change a single second. 
If she could get down on two knees, she would, but she wants to get down on one knee for a different reason. She would like to propose to her girlfriend, Danny, as she wouldn't be there if it wasn't for her. She is the better half of her, and she turns to the camera and says, they're probably watching it together and asks her to marry her. And spoiler alert, they were, and she did. Danny said yes. What an iconic moment. First proposal on Drag Race. That's like, that is some, that is some planning. <laughs> Literally. I mean, I thought she was going to pop a ring out and be like, oh, you really planned it. Um, but I thought this was a really, really beautiful moment. Um, there, there was a, many, many, many years ago on Big Brother uh, US, someone proposed to someone at like the fun alley. And it was a whole weird moment, but this one felt genuine and real. And I think they're going to make, it. I think they're going to be okay. Mm, it's, it just would have been really awkward if that made it to air and they'd broken up like right before that. Oh, that's been so awkward and awful. Oh, but that you don't wish just, oh. I would have lived for that, but no, no. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be mean and make a lesbian stereotype. God, they get, they're called U-Haul lesbians for a reason. A joke. It's a joke. <laughs> No, honestly, I'm so happy for the two. And then this was such a good moment. Um, to my future twink lover, do not propose to me in this way, though. Do not propose to me at Disney World. There are certain places I don't want to be. They're sacred. They're yeah. sacred. Um, I don't want to know what's happening, but I want to know what's going to happen. So just, just you listen. You can be dre- dressed appropriately. Exactly. I, I, I want to be able to preserve it and make sure that I'm feeling good about it. Um, but yeah, yeah. Rita says about three years ago when she was exactly there in the top three and thought she'd win, but once the show was airing, she did not want to win because some fans convinced her that she did not deserve her spot. So she went into a dark place. She was scared to leave her French Canadian province and leave her house. She was adopted by the French Canadians of the world and particularly in Quebec. They know her now and getting the call for the show, the confidence was back and she was ready to take over the world. She says that she has been on a gender journey and an identity journey as a drag in general. She has always felt like an alien and she has always felt like an outsider, but now she feels like she's in and part of the group and a human being. She says it's been an amazing experience and has sisters for life and feels like the time is now to shine and take over the mother mother world. Um, This was a smart and, and good ending, but she opened up to a lot of things that I wish we had more time to learn about. Um, I want to know what the experience was about um, the vans not wanting her to be in the finals. And also this discussion of gender journey and identity journey. We hadn't, we didn't hear that at all on the show, but clearly that's something that's been important to her. Yeah. So I guess there's, yeah, there's a lot that's, that some makes it air, some doesn't, some maybe if you followed them closely, maybe you would have known that, but maybe you didn't. Uh, and it's, um, it's, it's interesting because drag race has become a show where discussing gender identity and gender journeys and all of that stuff has really opened up the world to understanding it. So not getting to hear her story, I feel like we we lost out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's definitely more to it. But I can, I know with her saying that she felt like an outsider a lot with a lot of it, I could, I could only imagine, I guess, once once you've gotten on the show, and then if you're still doing your local bar gigs plus your other bookings, I'm sure that can feel weird at sometimes because mm-hmm. you're like, I've been on the show, I'm performing to people that haven't. Like, how do I? Some people, it's trouble hard to navigate. So absolutely, I can, I can do that. 
Well, I hope Rita gets to open up more and discuss it and reach people who have a similar story to her. Um, but yeah, I, I liked her speech probably the most because she ended it the way that you should end it. I want to be the queen of the motherfucking world. Say you deserve it. You deserve it. But for now, Brooklyn's going to send them all backstage to get their drink on. Um, and this is where we will see Silky carry her other hair. Um, it was not a reveal because that other wig did not fit inside of it. So I want to know what happened. Where did she get that wig? Now, all the queens are reunited. And the first question from Raja is to Isis and asks if she's okay. And we're just going to hear Isis just like, mm-hmm, not verbalize anything. And I think that was a very telling moment. Um, again, don't want to mm-hmm. speculate, but we have seen on UK4, Baby was not involved in anything once she left but Isis was. So maybe it was a, a scheduling thing. She, or she was required to be there. I don't know what it was, but you can tell that she was still not in her own skin here. Yeah, I don't, I've heard rumors of why she might have left, but sure. again, it's not, I don't know for sure. Right. And sometimes you're just like, you know, I just don't want to talk about it right now. Maybe that's oh, all Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. But I think it was a, a good idea for Raja or anyone in, in that room to at least ask her that question because it's important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She will be told that she looks absolutely incredible. And Nina says that she looks like an evil big bird. And that got a smile to her face. So I appreciated that as well. We love a queen who can make someone smile. Raja tells Isis that they said a prayer for her and that's she's been on her mind. And Isis says that they were all supportive in the moment and it really hurt her. Silky tells her that she felt her exit and tells her she is top tier and is inspired to have met her. She says she's lifting her in this moment because she is everything and Silky will give her a hug even though Isis cannot move in her look. We will wish Isis the best and um, I hope we get to meet her at DragCon. I know she'll be there with her fam. Yeah. I've never met her. She's going to be there with um, her daughter's... um, uh, Kimmy Couture from last season and Michaela Couture, who was her makeover partner for the makeover challenge and who was just on um, Call Me Mother. Which, which is like crazy. You're like, well, oh, I love that. Okay. <laughs> We're going to switch gears as Kendall has been holding on to something as she has some fucking shit to say to all them bitches. She was feeling spicy with a fucking fake out. Girl, she wanted a moment um, and scene. That's it. Oh. Good acting challenge, though. She was, I'd like to see her in an acting challenge again. Yeah. As, I love that like, she's, as, she like, took a moment like, for herself. Yeah, it's like, w- like, what are you going to say? You, you, were, you weren't there that long, so there, nothing could have happened. Literally. <laughs> Raja says that there is a relationship between Silky and Victoria, except Victoria just proposed to her girlfriend, so yes, that's over. Um, what a tramp. How dare you propose to your actual girlfriend? Come on. But Silky says she is ordained. And what do you think the chances are that we're going to get a wedding at DragCon? It, it could happen. Listen, there probably is a moment on that main stage where they're going to have downtime and just bring them all up there. We'll all be there. The fans would love it. It'll just be like, like before and after RuPaul's pre-made sets that he does every year. You mean when RuPaul presses the go button and then just stands there and dances as music playing? Yeah, could um, be a DJ if that's the case. Yeah, like or we could just put on "Hey, bitch, it's Christmas" over and over again. 
I'll take like, him. Did you hate, did you hate that song after LA? I love that song. It's so fun. Um, yeah. Do was, I have it, it on a Christmas great. playlist this year and last year? Yes, I do. It's it's a great song. It's I probably heard it three hundred times over the course of three days. Listen, Mama Ru has a brand new album out. She's going to be playing that the entire drag con, so everyone's going to go buy it. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Shameless plug, shameless plug. Yeah. Now we're going to see <laughs> some adorable photos of Victoria and Danny as she tells us how much she loves her and fits her so perfectly. Um, she liked it, so she put a ring on it. Hashtag Victoria. Oh. Not sure that's the couple name you want, but oh. okay. Oh, we're making choices here. <laughs> now, Silky will remind us why this season was done, as each week the top two chose the same person. Boring. Give me drama. Anita will ask if anyone had an alliance, and the room will say no, but Rita's like, I'm, I got something in my eye. And Rita's like, what does alliance mean? I don't understand English. And I'm like, pretty sure that alliance is like a French-based word, right? Maybe. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> now she will admit that she used the word alliance with Silky and Silky just sits there with a shit-hidden grin on her face. She's like, and then the others are like, hold my earring. Truth comes out. Silky will defend herself as she says that when she spoke to Rita the previous week, she started off with a track record and then ended up saying she hopes she's a woman of a word. But Vanity will tell her that the SRV girls have inspired her and it's good to see them up there as they've inspired a lot of other black kids out there. Anita will say that the top four speeches made her realize the top four people had so much history with Drag Race, and she has a journey ahead of her, and she can't wait for her to start. And I was like, oh yeah, Anita Wiglet is going to be on another iteration of Drag Race, whether it's Global Drag Race, All Stars Down Under, I don't know. We're not done with Anita Wiglet. I'm not done with Anita Wiglet. I like her. No, I'm sure she'll, she'll be around. When it comes to Drag Race Down Under, she's not problematic, and that's very rare for that cast. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie will finally be allowed to speak and say that she saw this top four, especially Raja, and tells her she is so happy to see her in the top four and hopes she does two lip syncs. So it's Stephanie's fault. She encouraged the producers to let Raja lip sync spice but They're going to cheers one last time to can I get a CVW up in here? Um, just Victoria's face laughing at that is what I would do in that moment as well where the top four are going to return to the main stage as the judges each have a pink sparkly box that all hold a title of the first two lip sync songs of the night. It's either Do It by Nelly Furtado featuring Missy Elliott. The second is Broken Bones by Love, Inc. Now, I know who Nelly Furtado is. I know who Missy Elliott is. Who's Love, Inc.? I don't know if they're Canadian or not. but it's, I think like, they, I knew like, the isn't that part of the rule that you have to have Canadian content? It's is yeah there's some i think there's some sort of percentage of content you're supposed to have i don't know what that specifics are though um i've never heard either of these songs i i remember but maybe it's because i'm older than you so (laughs) rita is going to select brooklyn which has broken bones victoria picks three which is do it from brad raja will go with tracy and the song is do it finally silky will get monet and broken bones so round one we will have Raja vs. Victoria doing Do It by Nelly Furtado featuring Missy Elliott. Um, I mean, let's be honest. The track is a rap verse. There's no way it was not going to go to Raja. It was her track. It was her song. It was her moment. I think the song was embodied by Raja, and she did very, very well with what she was given. 
Um, I do believe it had Victoria had the other song, this might have been a very different conversation. But she was just out of her element and she held her own, but I wanted her to win so badly. Um, but if we went solely on lip sync, it makes sense that Raja wins. What did you think of the lip sync? I don't know, like I thought like all of all of them were in general, all of them were good. Like I didn't yeah. think there was really like a bad lip sync between anybody. So it was fine. <laughs> I think had Victoria gone against Rita or Silky, no matter what, they would have given it to Victoria. But I think her going against Raja was a different story. There, I, again, like knowing what her track record was and knowing that Victoria has one of the best track records in franchise history and she didn't even make the final lip sync feels weird. It doesn't feel correct to me. I'm sad. Mm-hmm. But in the end, Brooklyn gives her season 11 sister the victory. Raja moves on to lip sync for the crown. Do you agree? Mm. I was like, I think it could have gone any combination of ways in my mind. Mm-hmm. Just what I saw. Um, I don't know. It. Like, I obviously, I'm biased. I would have loved to see Rita on there because she's Canadian. And I've I've had nothing but good experiences working with her. So, um, might be a bit biased there. Yeah. But. Well, where's Victoria? Victoria's gone. And I love that pun. And I love that we finally get to make sure everyone understands what her name means. All right, we have Rita versus Silky doing Broke Bones. Um, this was another lip sync that was going to come down to taste. To be fair, Silky had the edit on her most of it, so the focus was on her the majority of the song. I do think had Rita dominated the front of the stage at the start of the song and not swapped with Silky, who did a bit of a powerful reveal at the back, she could have stolen focus. But at the end of the day, Silky is a lip sync guru for sure. She knows how to give you a show. Yeah, they're both they're both entertaining in their own way, and they're like they have different performing styles for it. Absolutely. So, so it's then it's like comparing apples to oranges. Literally, it's, it really did come down to taste. Um, in the end, Brooklyn gives her season eleven sister a victory. Silky moves on to lip sync for the crown. Um, yeah, this one was up in the air. This could have gone either way for me. Yeah, it's and I don't know. Now, yeah, Rita says this is my final act, but will this be her final act? I don't know. Let's ask Belgium if this is her final act. Yeah, because that's that's started. When does that start now? I think it's going to be coming up in a couple months based on um, how things are going. We should see Belgique very soon. I'm very excited. Hmm. It's I, I always ask you because I just I can't keep up with all well, of the French. There's rumors that there's going to be about 14 seasons coming in 2023. That's what the la- latest check is. From where? <laughs> Don't even get me started. Because there's, I, we, got, we, got, we got a lot of them. I, I would need my cheat sheet to tell you exactly what we're getting, but we got a lot. But now oh, we got our final lip sync. It's season 11 sister versus season 11 sister judged by a season 11 sister and an American queen. Rigged, 
I don't know. I'll be the one to say it. Yes, yes. Uh, wasn't set up. I don't know. I don't care. Victoria is the true winner of the season in my eyes. Um, but they say it's the heavyweight round that everyone's been looking for. And if we're calling ev- meeting everybody, I was not looking forward to it, but I digress. Whatever. We all know my opinion. It's fine. Now, the winner will receive $100,000 in a crown and scepter courtesy of Amped Accessories. Um, and I was like, bitch, why do we only get to see it for a hot second? Like, they flashed it on the screen and it was gone. I, that's that's kind of what they do every year, though. I wanted another second with it. I couldn't even take a screenshot. It went so fast this time. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Also, here, here, here's what I need to ask you. When we see, like, the opening credits... Do you see your logo in it with the, the whole triangle thing? It looks like your logo. Do you mean like with the, the, the crown that they put in the intro? No, no, no. Like the big triangle thing that they do. It looks like your A logo. Go back and look at it. I, every time I cannot not see your logo in it. No, but like where, where are we talking about like at the beginning of each episode? Yeah. Now we're Okay. I'd have to watch. I don't know. Yeah, look, very, very, very much like yours. Um, now, we're going to get to the Crown and Scepter in a bit, but what was your inspiration designing this one? Um, I guess every one that we've done, they, in general, they, they're like, we, this is kind of what we're looking for, and then this is, then they just kind of say, like, go. Yeah. Um, I'm very, like, I'm a very hands-on type person, so when I, I, I ask them a lot of questions, and and I, I really want it to be something that they absolutely love. And it's been like that for the four that we've done. Yeah. Um, that scepter was fucking incredible. Oh my God. That was so cool. That was, that was next level scepter. <laughs> Literally. Um, <laughs> that, it was so blinked out. I was like, you could knock someone out with that. And, and she was correct. It is heavy. Yeah. It is, uh, it is very heavy um but the in general all i was really going for and like with it was i just i always want them to be unique but still all belong together between the seasons um if we continue working with them that's just always my my vision uh but i we just got these new stones in that they're like those ones on the top of the crown those big they're like I call them stiletto stones because they're just like they look like a big stiletto fingernail. Yeah. And those things are so good. So yeah, like it was it was let's really give well these done. a test <laughs> Now the lip sync song is River Deep Mountain High by the Queen of Canada herself, Celine Dion. Now, this was gonna be a dynamic lip sync for sure, because no matter who performs this song anywhere, they're gonna give you a show. This song is meant for drag queens. Oh yeah, it is meant to you. You're out of breath by the end. Absolutely. I mean, based on performance in this lip sync, Raja will win it hands down simply based on the energy she gave you. This performance, um, I think Silky did really well with that music break. I wish she had more of that throughout the performance because it almost felt like she was giving it to her sister to win. Well, I don't know, like, because it, it could have just been what the bits that we saw of the, the right. number. Absolutely. So, the editing is real. Yeah, I don't know. The winner of Canada versus the World is Raja O'Hara. 
Um, are you excited to see her in your crown eventually? Oh, I, didn't, I didn't know who the winner was. You ruined it for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, where the fuck was the crown? Brooklyn walked out with the scepter. Why did they not bring the crown out? Where the fuck was the crown? But I, I don't think that they've brought the crown out any season. I think they have. I, I'm fairly certain we've seen the crown in hand. I honestly no, last season three, they had it for a challenge. Huh, I'm going you to have to go back because all we saw here was the scepter, and I was like, "Where's the crown?" Because that's something I would have noticed, but I don't. I don't know. All, all she was yeah. doing was waving that crown because I'm fairly certain Giselle had the crown on in one moment. I know Isis could not because she had her head contraption on. I can't remember um, Bianca. All I know is I want to see the crown all the time. It's so pretty. <laughs> yeah, I think I I don't remember ever seeing it. Like I saw it on the for the challenge for season mm-hmm. three, but I I don't remember seeing them actually like crown anybody in it. Gotcha. And I think I think mostly just from production, it's like getting it in and out of hair over and over and over again is really challenging. So I think that yeah, could that, be that's a, fair. That's that's totally fair. Um, I, I don't know. I thought it was really, 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 really well done. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of it. Um, but I want that scepter. I want to just whack someone with that fucking scepter. That would be oh, so cool. It, they would leave a mark. Yep. Um, <laughs> it is, it is, it is very solid inside there. It, there is, we, we don't mess around when we make a scepter now. <laughs> I, I, I can imagine. All right. I got some burning question for you. Really just one of them we're going to do here. Um, where does Raja rank in the pantheon of drag race winners? Hmm. I don't know. I don't see her as a big winner. If if she were to have won All-Star 6, I would rank her much higher because I think her journey on All-Star 6 was much stronger than this specific season. That being said, it was only mm-hmm. 6 episodes, so it was really hard to gauge. Yeah. Um, what how she places but I don't I don't think she's going to be one of those winners that you're going to remember years and years down the line when there's 75 more winners per year mm, well and I think because this season was shorter we were somewhat less tied in to each person on the show right and when you put it around the holiday season it's also harder to pay attention to the show but that's a that's a whole production conversation that has nothing to do with Drag Race but yeah, can't reverse the world. It's over. More things are coming. Mm-hmm. 2023, yeah, lots yeah. of drag. Lots of drag. I, yeah, I saw that there's a lot of seasons coming. I can't remember half of them because I don't. All I know can't. is that we, we have some countries that are getting their new iterations. I know that um, Belgique is definitely filmed. I don't know how do you say Sweden in Swedish, but that one's definitely filmed and ready to go. Um, it's going to be good. We're going to get a lot of good television and that's all I care about. More drag race. Yeah. I, I like all of them. Cause it's just like, they give, there's a, just a bit of a different perspective and a bit of a different style in each franchise, which is. I just, I also just loving, love learning about other cultures. This is my way of learning about yeah. other cultures, other queer cultures and how they live in their culture. That's what I love about drag race international. I'm here for it. Um, maybe one day when I win the lottery, I'll get to travel to each country and, and meet all the queens. 
from you, there. You'll go to the live finale of every country. I'm here for it. Listen, if I can ever go to the live finale of Drag Race, like America, oh. that's my dream. If anyone yeah. has a connection there, please let me know. I will be there in a heartbeat. It's we had the chance to go a couple times and we didn't go. <laughs> oh my god. It's it was we were there for they were filming, I think it was like literally right after DragCon is when they that filmed it. Mm-hmm. So it was like and it was it was like literally next day after DragCon, that's when they filmed it. I was like Oh, we should try and go, and we try. We just we just didn't for some. Yeah, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to do the math and see what they're gonna do for this um next dragcon and and um the finale because maybe it'll be close by because my babies are on this season. I have three podcast guests who are on this current season. I'm so excited for them. Oh, <laughs> very excited! Very excited! All right, where can we find you on social media and what projects you you want to share with the world besides dragcon? um just, yeah ampedaccessories.ca if you're ordering now just saying you won't get your order till after mid to late january because nobody's home to ship anything um so, um but yeah we're going to london after this and gonna be this is our second well yeah this is the second london drag con so it'll be i'm excited it's so stressful but so so much fun a lot of work but it's it's fun um, it's gonna be exhausted. so much fun and the rail strike is just gonna make more of a headache but we're gonna have fun doing uh, it yeah it's like uber rates are gonna go through the roof now yep that's the case well Terrific. thank you so much for being here and i can't wait to see you in person in uh, almost a week yeah it's uh i don't even know what day yeah i'll i get in i get in on january 3rd Amazing. I'll be there. Whatever right day that. Well, thank um, you so much for being here. It's always fun. This is what my yeah. This is my third time. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. 